Hey Cryptonauts, welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. This is episode 443, a prime number. I host, uh, I am the host, Jake Tavarelli, with my co-host, Blockchain John. How's it going, John? Oh, good. Cool. Alright, well, let's dive, dive right into that. I was going to say jump. Dive right into the news. Hitting off with Crypto Potato at the start here. Cardano's Vasil, or Vasil, hard fork happens tomorrow. What ADA holder, hodlers, hodlers need to know? What do you need to know if you're holding on to uh, Cardano? Hopefully it's going to be something good. We'll see here. Cardano's Vasil. Let me pop this up so people that are watching on phones can read it. <clears throat> Cardano's Vasil, or Vasil hard fork is arguably one of the most highly anticipated upgrades for the network. The parent organization behind the platform, Input Output, took it to Twitter today to reveal everything users need to know about it and confirmed that it will take place tomorrow, that being September 22nd. Today is the 21st for those of us living here in the uh, Western Hemisphere. What is the Vasil hard fork? Named after the Bulgarian mathematician Vasil Dabov, Dabov, I hope that's correct, who is also very well known as the prominent community member and contributor to Cardano. The upgrade is one of the great significance for the network. It's aimed at boosting its scalability and overall usability. Cardano Improvement pro pro uh, Proposal, or CIP, as they are being introduced on hard fork, include CIP31, reference inputs, CIP32, inline datums, CIP33, reference scripts, and CIP40, collateral outputs as well as Diffusion Pipeline, which doesn't have a CIP attached to it. In addition, input-output has broken down the overall changes for the protocol uh, that the protocol will go through after the Vasil is live on the main net. And here's a tweet regarding that. The hard fork will also see Plutus script enhancements come to life, which will allow many DAP developers to leverage version 2 capabilities. The changes to the Plutus core, a scripting language used in Cardano's ledger, known as Plutus version 2, or v2, will bring to uh, about a tuned Plutus, I hope I'm saying this right, Plutus interpreter, and new cost models for both Plutus version 1 and Plutus version 2 scripts. Input-output made it clear that the regular ADA holder using Cardano for transactions and dApps doesn't need to do anything as it all happens mostly behind the scenes. This is because Cardano's hard fork combinator technology, which according to the team, makes upgrades for end users as a seamless and fuss-free affair. A very short article. I almost feel like the news was in the title. So, there's a little bit of input. If you didn't already know, this is what's happening with Cardano. What were you gonna say, John? Go ahead. Yeah, I wonder if, uh, if the two versions are cross-compatible or, um it's probably like when cake when uh, pancake went from v1 to v2 oh you know, so Actually, if, okay. i'm sure you can probably continue to use v1 but you probably don't want to so you won't be able to take advantage of the new features of the of version 2 if you don't move so i guess for anyone that's in cardano good luck tomorrow i hope you guys all succeed with this upgrade and no issues arise yeah and, and the price goes up don't. hopefully yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that too and if, it, if there are issues obviously don't FOMO if you believe in the project Stick with it. Diamond hands. All yep. best team. Moving on to the next news. We have, written, uh, provided by Decrypt.co, written by Z Wang. Z Wang? Z Wang. Yes, he is Z Wang. 
Judge orders Tether to produce records showing backing of USDT. Uh-oh. Bum, bum, bum. A judge in New York has ordered stablecoin issuers Tether to produce financial documents proving the dollar backing of USDT as part of a lawsuit alleging the firm manipulated crypto markets. <gasps> Tether, which is owned by the same company as crypto exchange Bitfinex, has been ordered to release general ledgers, balance sheets, income statements, cash flow statements, and profit and loss statements, in addition to information about the timing of the trades. The order also requires Tether to share details about the accounts it holds at crypto exchanges Bitfinex, Poloniex, and Bittrex. Attorneys representing Tether attempted to block Judge Catherine Polk uh, Faila. 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 Faila, right? Because it looks like fail with L-A at the end. Faila. I'm guessing. Orders, uh, calling it unduly burdensome. But the judge concluded that the documents plaintiff seeks are undoubtedly important it, it, they are they actually are <laughs> in order to assess the backing of usdt with us dollar you're absolutely right mm -hmm. and this has actually been a long time like a lot of people in the community have actually been asking for this to happen so i'm one of those people i'm raising my hand right now please i want this to go through 100 percent. i want the revelation to come forward that usdt is not backed one-to-one -one. right because we don't want the same terror problem to happen Tether claims that the composition of its reserves is commercially sensitive and revealing it would damage its business. <gasps> uh -oh. Yes, because guess what? <laughs> because it's not backed by one to one. Uh. A lawsuit was started last year by several crypto traders who alleged that the company tried to prop up the price of Bitcoin by purchasing large quantities of it with unbacked USDT tokens, among other accusations. Accusations. This followed a June 2018 report by researchers from University of Texas at Austin that showed one large player on Bitfinex exchange used Tether tokens to purchase Bitcoin when prices are falling, resulting in the price of Bitcoin rebounding. However, a follow-up study from a professor at the University of Queensland showed that the impact from these potentially well-timed issuances was not statistically significant. Tether's financial soundness has come under scrutiny in the past, when the New York Attorney, Attorney General shut down Bitfinex in New York and ordered it to pay $18.5 million following state investigations last year that concluded Tether did not hold enough U.S. dollars to back the number of USDT tokens in circulation. <gasps> what? Oh, you're propping up the value of what you have when you don't actually have that much? Hmm, why does that sound familiar? Mm -hmm. A further investigation by the Commodity Futures Trading Commission found that Tether only held enough dollar reserves for a quarter of the time between 2016 and 2018. And I guarantee you it's a lot worse now. Mm. Tether recently published its latest uh, attest attestation conducted by auditing firm BDO Italia in an attempt to reassure token holders of its liquidity. Tether is the third largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization behind Bitcoin and Ethereum with a market cap of $68 billion, according to CoinMarketCap. Now, so if this revelation does come up that there are not backed one-to-one, -one, which it's gonna happen, market's going to crash regardless there yeah. is no saving it because usdt is number three in the entire crypto market when this revelation comes forward that they're not backed because everyone believes it's backed one to one it's like you know it's like fiat it's like a dollar is really not worth a dollar what <laughs> a dollar hasn't been what? worth a dollar for almost 50 years there's still some people out there that believe a dollar is worth a dollar well, yeah, because the United States continues to state that it does. 
and a lot of people believe in it. But I mean, this is the thing that's so funny. I mean, I take a you know one and a half Satoshi aside here and may mention that a lot of people accuse, let's say Bitcoin, not Tether, because we already know that Tether is struggling. Uh, accuse Bitcoin and other coins of having no real value. Like it has the value that people put in it. That's that's true of even a business like like Amazon. It only has the value that people you know, a tie to it by investing their time and their money in it. So how is that any different from Bitcoin? It isn't. Just because Bitcoin isn't a huge business like Amazon doesn't mean it doesn't have value. So this would be true of anything. It just depends on what people want. So. All right, moving on to another Decrypt article by Kate Irwin. U.S. digital currency, a unanimous need to compete with China, House Committee says. Five speakers at hearing for the U.S. House Committee on Financial Services voted in favor of the U.S. developing some kind of national stablecoin? Maybe a CBDC on Tuesday, citing competition from China's progress on its digital currency. Hey, they're doing it. We should do it too. CBDC is an acronym for Central Bank Digital Currency, which is a digital version of the country's fiat currency. CBDCs typically exist on blockchain networks, but are centralized and regulated by the issuing country. Hey, but they're just telling us that USDT is bad. Well, that's because it's not fully backed. But does that mean the U.S. Well, government's going to any more fully back their own CBDC? Probably exactly. not. Exactly, it's the same thing. So that's why they're attacking US. That's why they're attacking Ethereum. That's why they're attacking all the chains, dude. The government's attacking all blockchain, including USDT. This is the new one that they're going to take down, and they're just going to continue. It's a domino effect. This is just another one that's going to be placed there, to be taken down because the ultimate thing is to bring the CBDC into effect. And you do not, for the viewers and listeners out there, you do not want a cbdc to be activated in the states absolutely not that's dictatorship don't well, ever forget that i if if the cbdc becomes the only way that we can use money then yes but if it's just another way of using money i don't i'm not 100 percent against it it's like hey you now, can would, use would this you, or you can still use your old dollars would you take a cbdc if it was a ubi probably eh, probably pro- probably because to me an idea of a ubi is not something on which you be, become dependent if you become dependent on it like you're on disability or something hey, you're already dependent on it what's the difference between a, a cbdc and and u.s dollars being you know given to you directly it, there really isn't if you're dependent on something holy yes but to me a ubi is not something you're dependent upon it's something that's a bonus so like this is the thing that always blows me away now it's just another little side here i don't like that that companies say oh my god you didn't give me a bonus this year a bonus is a I don't even comprehend the term. It's in addition to what you already have. Not You're not guaranteed a bonus. A bonus is if you did well. Now, with UBI, it's different in the sense of it's it's a helper to everybody. And I know people will rely on it. But to me, UBI is just kind of like the in-between. Like, like let's, say, let's say you didn't use your UBI for two years. It just sat there and stacked and stacked and stacked and stacked and stacked. And then you lose your job. Oh. You've got UBI. You've got it. You know, it's like what you should have been doing all along. You should have been just saving your money if you could. But people don't anymore. So, anyways, to me, that's the reason I treat this is because to me, the idea of universal basic income is just an extra thing and not something on which you depend all the time. It should be your rainy day fund, in my opinion. So. Right. But 
if the government pushes the CBDC as UBI, that's where I get concerned because I don't want people thinking that free money means that you have the free will to do whatever you want with it. The government's in control of that money. The people are not in control of that money. The government gives you the authority to do what you want with it, and eventually it's going to be rolled out to the general public, right? That's what that's what I fear. I, I guess uh, I'm. Yeah, I have a different thought on it. So, but we're, we're different people, so we different think differently. So, um, anyway, so continue on here. Uh, <laughs> the U.S. House Subcommittee on National Security and International Development and Monetary Policy hosted the hearing today, titled "Under the Radar: Alternative Payment Systems and the National Security Impacts on Their Growth." And here is a comment from uh, the U.S. House Committee on Financial Services on Twitter. Guam House Representative Michael San Nicholas called for an on-the-record vote among the panel of witnesses in the effort to gauge the level of necessity for the U.S. government to establish some kind of digital currency like a CBDC. All five speakers agreed that there was a unanimous need. Okay, Wilson Center fellow Scott uh, Duecki, Center for an Amer- a New American Security Research Assistant Emily Jen and Atlantic Council non-resident senior, these are long names, fellow Dr. Carla Norloff were three witnesses on the panel focused on technology and economic security. TRM Labs Head of Legal and Government Affairs, Ari Redboard, and Chainalysis co-founder and Chief Strategy Officer Jonathan Levin were also on the witness panel. The panel's an- uh, unanimity... Oh, man, I'm having problems to pronounce the words just like you are, John. <laughs> the panel's unanimity doesn't guarantee that a U.S.-based CBDC isn't in the cards. While the vote was simply to clarify the panel's position, the hearing and its t- key takeaways indicate that there is a strong chance of a CBC on the horizon. Just a few months ago, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said an in- invention would be a, quote, very important financial innovation, or such an invention, and is something we really need to explore as a country. Why should the U.S. government consider its own CBDC? Hmm? The committee cited international sanctions, a desire to protect the value of the U.S. dollar, which we're all destroying anyways, and threats to national security. Specifically, Republican Congressman French Hill of Arkansas said that the U.S. must take measures to ensure the U.S. dollar remains as the reserve currency of the world. Remember, we are the world police, just like the founders of South Park made years ago. Spending money like drunken sailors puts the dollar far more at risk than the debate about digital currency, Hill argued. But I urge our bill to be marked up and passed into law so that we can have a definitive all-of-government review of how we maintain a 21st century competitive U.S. dollar. Sounds like a word salad. Democratic Representative Jake uh, Auchinloss, uh, I think that's right, Auchinloss (laughs) of Massachusetts, said the hearing was encouraging because the group had made progress on bipartisan stablecoin legislation, a sign that CBDCs might just be the only thing both sides of the aisle can actually freaking agree on. Speakers at the, uh, I know I've added my colorful commentary, speakers at the hearing expressed concerns about the threat of China's growing financial presence as a rival to the U.S. economy. Wow, this really is pissing them off. You know, they really shouldn't worry so much about China. China's going down the tubes. Democratic Congressman Jim Himes of Connecticut asked about the panelists or asked panelists how the U.S. might be able to counter a China 
counter China without bringing economic uh, apocalypse upon the world. In response, Levin said that the U.S. must continue to uphold both property and privacy rights. Well, wow, that's weird that they're saying that when developing a financial so solution. I, at least it's good to know that that person cares. TRM Labs Redbird second Levin's sentiment that the U.S. needs a digital asset that holds our values so that potential investors have the option of buying into the American CBDC instead of the Chinese one. Okay, I, I get their point. And according to Professor Norloff, China is developing its own CBDC precisely in an effort to compete with the U.S. dollar. And yes, that's true because they've already asked uh, the Arab, Arabic people who are selling them fuel to stop pricing fuel in U.S. dollars. They want to price it in Chinese uh, yen. China is trying to catch up with the United States, and they're using various methods to try to catch up, Norloff said, adding for that for China. It's crucial to create a CBDC in order to get anywhere close to where the U.S. dollar is today. Dweki added that the China, China CBDC is part of the country's effort to collect information on people, and this is also a <laughs> privacy concern. While America deba debates the merits of creating its own CBDC, China is moving ahead with CBDC trials. The South China Morning Post reported Tuesday that the People's Bank of China will begin testing out its new digital version of the Chinese Yuan in ECNY in four additional Chinese provinces. The U.S. will likely feel the pressure of other countries besides China to create its own CBDC soon enough. And I'll leave it at that because we've got more news to read. But yeah, this is this is a little worrying to me, but I can see why they're doing it. But per those comments by Levin, it is incredibly important that we maintain some level of privacy, even though they're probably ultimately in 200 years won't be any at all. Mm -hmm. If not 10 years, but we'll see. All right, moving on to the next news article, once again from Decrypt, written by Z Wang. Australia's financial watchdog expands team to better regulate crypto. Australian Securities and Investment Commission... ASIC increased the size <laughs> of its crypto team, The Guardian reports. After the popular blockchain shifted from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake system, the chain has prompted U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission Chairman Gary Ginsler to state that the proof-of-stake-based tokens could be classified as securities. Ethereum is under renewed scrutiny following last week's merge event as the ASIC looks looks set to decide on whether the market's second largest cryptocurrency is subject to its oversight. Should ASIC decide to bring POS tokens like Ethereum, Cardano, and Solana under its remit, crypto exchanges could be forced to either delist them or start complying with more stringent regulatory requirements. This would include applying for financial services licenses. Services licenses? and showing that these platforms also hold significant liquidity in reserve. Such a move might force some crypto firms to adjust their oper operating models, as even Tether, the market's largest stablecoin, has been mired in controversy over its alleged failure to hold enough dollar reserves to back its stablecoin. While the regulators hasn't yet issued a final decision, its executive director for markets, Greg Yunko, told The Guardian that ASIC will not be a cheerleader for crypto assets. <laughs> Research carried out by the SEC Newgate for ASICs last November showed that 44% of retail investors in Australia reported holding crypto and only 20% of them viewed crypto as high risk. In response, ASIC chair... Joe Longo said the regulators were concerned that there are limit protections for crypto assets investments given they have become increasingly mainstream and are heavily advertised and promoted. 
there is a strong case for regulation of crypto assets to better protect investors. Yanko further said that the crypto has not been a big priority for the regulator until last year. But as the crypto downturn took hold and wiped out investors' money around the globe earlier this year, ASIC expanded its team, making crypto one of its core strategic projects. Yeah, this is this is bum, bum, bum. this feels like the reason that uh, Australia and the U.S. are getting involved is because they're like, well, you know, our countries run on money, and money is really important as we have seen in politics for years. So uh, we don't we want to protect our people's money so that we keep it. I mean, I'm no, I'm, I'm paraphrasing with that, but they want to protect the rich people, the the, the big whales that lost a lot of money. Yep. You yep. know the regular the regular people like you, me, and the viewers, bro. They're not, they don't care about us, man. Like this never like this was never an issue. Like hey, we should we should make some regulation. We should help some people out, dude. They're like screw you guys. You guys want to mess with that that internet money? Go ahead, you do you. And now that investors are involved in this, oh, there's, there's, oh man, this, yeah. that's my friend over there, bro. Yeah. I got, I got to do something. I got. Those are the people who sponsor us all the time, right? Yeah, Jesus, that this, that's what is, uh, you know, I'll stop right there. I'm you need to pr protect our interests <laughs> by that's regulating this, is, this unregulatable thing. <laughs> all right, so moving on to why Jesse Powell has stepped down. Jason Nelson writes. Kraken CEO Jesse Powell steps down to focus on crypto industry advocacy. So he's becoming a lobbyist now? Co-founder and CEO of crypto exchange Kraken, Jesse Powell, has stepped down according to the firm. Succeeding Powell as CEO in exchange chief operating officer is Dave Ripley. Another easy to pronounce name. <laughs> he reportedly said that Kraken grew as Kraken grew larger, running the company became more of a drain and less fun. He went on to say that he still play, plans to stay very engaged with the company he founded in the early days of crypto. Look forward to spending more time on the company's products, user experience, broader industry advocacy, he said. Kraken is currently the ninth largest crypto exchange, hosting over 647.8 million in trading value over the past 24 hours, according to data from CoinGecko. The outspoken CEO made waves in June when Kraken took a firm stance on the and what he described as an anti-woke sentiment instead of urging staff to focus on crypto. We will never ask our employees uh, that our employees adopt any specific political ideology as a requirement for our workplace, the company wrote. That said, we ask that our employees respect the individual rights, privacy, and freedom of others. Crypto is a freedom movement, and Kraken will remain a freedom movement company i i agree with so, him on that go ahead i got two satoshis on that real quick sure this the, what they're talking about here there was an event that happened with um coinbase's ceo uh employees so coinbase and and their employees they were there was like um i don't know i forgot what it was i think it was like blm i think that's what it was a lot of the employees there were hashtagging blm mm -hmm. and you know um and and then I, there was a big twist where all right um all humans matter or something like that Yep. And uh, so a lot of these exchanges, including Kraken being one of them, that's where this is coming out of, um, that a lot a lot of the, the heads of these exchanges says, hey, you need to talk to your employees. And that's pretty much where this is coming from. You know, that's it's not that uh, he's a bad person or, or he's trying to shun his employees. Like, he just wants to make, make sure that uh, uh, what's on the table is on the table. Like, you see what this company is, and here it is. You know? But yeah. uh, it really, the origins of this whole issue did, did start off with uh, Coinbase. Yeah, he was he was trying as far as I could tell to um what was it? Be more um 
anti-political. He was trying to keep, he's like, you know, what they say about forums, no politics, no religion. He's like, let's just, let's just concentrate on crypto instead of concentrating on, on what people think of crypto outside of crypto. So. Anyways, uh, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. Is that... Was that all there was? Oh, that was all there was. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, all right. Well, there's your two Satoshis. Moving on to the last article here. More law stuff regarding the United States. And this is back to Decrypt. As it always said, Ryan Ozawa writes, Latest draft of U.S. crypto law would temporarily ban Terra-like staplecoins. Leaders of the House Financial Services Committee continue to negotiate the terms of a proposed bill to regulate cryptocurrency, even as the window to act draws increasingly narrow heading into the midterm elections. According to Bloomberg, the latest draft legislation would ban algorithmic stablecoins like TerraUSD for two years, while regulatory agencies conduct a study of the endogenously collateralized tokens. Endogenously means something produced and or synthesized within the organism or system. Before Terra or US, TerraUSD and Luna imploded in May, its creators relied on an algorithm to mint or burn Luna to keep its value of Terra USD stable at one US dollar. Over 40 billion in value evaporated within days, and the collapse of uh, has become Exhibit A in a crypto critic's playbook and has intensified the interests of lawmakers and regulators. We've, this entire episode seems to be dedicated to that. Prior versions of the bill required stablecoin issuers to maintain a one-to-one -one liquid reserves for all stablecoins in circulation and would also limit the types of assets that could back them. The latest draft of which uh, Bloomberg notes is currently sitting on the committee chair, Rep. Maxine Waters, Democrat of California, and uh, may need to go to be reviewed by ranking member uh, Rep. Patrick Henry, Republican of North Carolina, before it goes any further. Stablecoin bill now provides a path for banks and other financial institutions to issue stablecoins working within uh, working with their existing network of regulators. That the network would now also include regulators at the state level, providing state-approved stablecoin issuers a 180-day fast track to a federal green light. The Business News Service says the committee will bring the bill up for a vote as soon as next week. Stablecoin bill has been in the works for months and has been delayed in the past, in part over concerns raised by Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Yellen has repeatedly cited that Terra USD collapse when calling for regulatory regulation of the crypto space. Similarly, Rep. Waters highlighted the risk of stablecoins earlier this year, saying investigations have shown that many of these so-called so stablecoins are not, in fact, backed fully by reserve assets, and that they lack and that the lack of investor protections could even threaten U.S. financial stability. So I think this is telling you, man. This is the next domino effect. Are going to come for the stablecoins? Anything that's POS, they're coming for stablecoins as well. So, yeah. and that's I'm telling you, man. Next year, this is going to this is it's a, it's a snowball effect. This is just the beginning of the snowball. But trust me, starting like next year, this is going to be a mega issue. Watch, you just watch. Yeah. Sorry just... for all the bad news, uh, viewers and listeners. <laughs> uh, I know there's a lot of bad news today, but here's uh, here's some good news. Uh, stack sets and hodl. How about that? <laughs> yes, stack sets and hodl. As always, we say at the end of the show, thank you all for listening. But let's just do a little bit of payment stuff. Um, check out the Coin Tree. 
Lots of lots of coins which you can donate to us from. You can also check out our social media access, well as YouTube, Discord, Discord, where you know basically our forum. Uh, Odyssey, if you want to check out anything that you might be seeing through the visual version, that's YouTube, but it's Odyssey is without ads, thank goodness. And of course, there's lots of other things you can uh, check out that are related to us. And we also have a shop, which we should be eventually moving to something more permanent. Uh, but we do have updated visuals of all the t-shirts we currently offer. Diamond Hand Stacks as titles, which we most recently had a purchase by. Thank you to that person who bought that. Uh, Diamond Hands Never Sell and Stack Sats and Hoddle t-shirts. Check them out on the site. Link is in the join tree. So, got anything else, John? That's it. Uh, once again, sorry for the bad news, but uh, I think uh, if you're just if, if you're just in crypto, you're already succeeding. You're already you're already on your way to financial freedom. Yep. That's all. So, Stack Sats and Hoddle. Adios. Uh,